Welcome to the Press Pass Podcast, a production of the Press Republican newspaper here in Plattsburgh, New York, in lovely Clinton County. I'm Joe LaTemplio, Editor-in-Chief of the Press Republican. I'm here with my trusty night editor, Ben Rowe. And staff writer, Kara Chapman, is joining us today. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, <Jinx>. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And because we didn't look at it before, this is episode 69. Episode 69. We're getting there. Yeah. This is our third year of doing these. It is. We started in 2020. Uh, goes by fast. It does. Things are going well. Um, I have to report on the injury front. I talked last time how I slipped on the ice and fell and broke my wrist. I was able to see the hand specialist this week, thank goodness, and I do not need surgery. It seems to be healing fine. Uh, they took that big cumbersome splint off and gave me this little uh, more flexible, smaller wrist brace type thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm able to uh, do a little more with it. And it still hurts if I move it a certain way, but it's, it's going in the right direction, which is good. Um, my wife went out of town this week. She's uh. in Utah visiting our daughter, Sarah. So I have to fend for myself. At mm -hmm. home, which means cooking, which kind of can be difficult with a broken mm -hmm. wrist. So I went to Price Chopper, and they have these ready-made meals. Mm -hmm. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. I bought like ten of them. Get some rotisserie chickens. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get a rotisserie chicken, but they're like lasagna and meatballs mm -hmm. and roast beef and no, they're fun. Meatloaf and everything. And they're not expensive either. So I just popped those in. Um, but I think. There's a lot of sodium in them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as as happens with those. But That's why they taste so good, Joe. Yes. But speaking of good dinners, I just want to give a quick shout out. I had my last takeout from Himalaya oh, restaurant yes. ever. They are closing on Saturday. Um, Robin was saying she spoke with one of the owners. They have a home down in New Jersey. Looks like they're moving down there. So... We love you, Himalaya. We'll miss you. I had their shaki wadasi with chicken. It was amazing, as usual. And yes. I will miss them very much. That is a good restaurant. It I is a like very it. good restaurant. It's a hidden gem in downtown. Like, just to have, you know, this place that has awesome, it's Nepal, Nepalese, mm -hmm. Tibetan, Bhutanese food. It's just amazing. It is. And it's they're really, really nice people who own it, too. When I first, my wife and daughters loved it. And they would always get me to go there. And at first, I was like, eh, not really my thing. But the more we went there, the more I ate there, the more I enjoyed it. And now I'm just like, yeah, this stuff is good. Mm -hmm. I, I did like it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever eaten there, Benro? I have. And when you are having people from out of the area come and visit, and you want to like present yourself as in this area as being like fancy, you take people there, and it's like, yes. oh wow. <laughs> I thought you guys just had, like, Taco Bell and Burger King. You guys have a <laughs> Nepalese restaurant. Yep. It's like that and the Lekas are, like, the two, yes. like, prestige restaurants downtown that you can go to and be like, hmm, we're eating fancy tonight. Well, <laughs> Burlington doesn't have a Taco Bell, so they're jealous of us. Yes, that's Wait, true. really? Yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I know where it is. Wow. So we have that. Yeah, what, is it, what is it in the college humor sketch that they say in Plattsburgh has like three Taco Bells and two KFCs? <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We have one of each. Yes. yes. <laughs> that would just uh, but yes, but no. Um, and didn't um, Himalaya kind of sustain you, care like during the early times of the pandemic when they... Um, we went there probably a couple of times, I think. But I was trying to remember if they were one of the places that shut down for a time rather than do takeout. 
They might have been. Yeah. I think they might have been. But uh, hopefully somebody will move in that spot because it's a pretty I good spot. I hope so too. If restaurant. they could offer the same kind of food, that would be awesome. But I'm I'm open to see you know what else would pop in there. They they will be missed. I, I can't say that enough. Yep. So. Yep. And the owner Tenzin mm-hmm. ran for mayor. Mm-hmm. He did run for mayor. Yes. So yes. Yeah, so how many Central Asian restaurateurs are there in the area to <laughs> refill the space? But we'll see. Yes. Um, Although yeah, every once in a while when the spot comes up. You know, like when um, when the macaroni and cheese place, well, actually, wait. Oh, our that, house bistro. Yes, is yeah. that places they surprise you when they pop up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, although our house is closed for the season. I was gonna say yes. I just I'm remember that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, it will be opening up, reopening soon. I hope yes. so. I hope so. Um. Yeah, that would be good. Um. The only other thing I want to say regarding my broken wrist sure. is, um, if you'll notice, I haven't been able to shave. I did notice. You did not. You didn't say anything. No. Uh, well, I don't. I wasn't gonna say something because I was like, I'm. You know, I'm a person who can deduce things. Okay. Joe normally yes. shaves. He he's not shaving. It appears he hasn't shaved since he broke his wrist. Ergo, Joe is not yes. shaving because he broke his wrist. Joe, Joe is going a little Steve Bannon. <laughs> but I did trim. <laughs> so, so I have a little winter beard going. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we met, recall earlier in, in this episode, I just said my wife is out of town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If she was in town, I don't know if this would be here. <laughs> oh, she doesn't like the facial hair? <laughs> no, not really. So wait, so you're saying that's hard to shave with your non-dominant hand? Yes, I tried never, it a I've couple tried to do that. I <laughs> tried it with my left hand and it was horrible. I missed so many spots and the spots I did get I cut to ribbons. Oh so that it, sounds awful. So I said forget it. I'm just gonna wait. In solidarity with Joe, like the day he mentioned his hand, it did try and like write and do stuff with my knife, like use my mouse and it's it's can I just say it's really weird how we have a useful hand and a not useful hand? <laughs> it is weird. It is. We should all be Ambidextrous. Ambidextrous. Yes. But speaking of places that closed during COVID, Kara here has quite the extensive COVID update. Yes. Well, you know, I feel like a lot of people aren't thinking about COVID a lot because cases have gone down from where they were, you know, catastrophic levels over the winter and stuff. But there were a couple things. um, I have, uh, like Ben said, I have some notes because I didn't want to miss anything. So Earlier this week, we did report that um, in the Tri-County area that we cover, Clinton, Essex, and Franklin, they saw 100 more cases over over the week than they had the previous week. So we are seeing a little bit of an uptick. Um, if you look at, I haven't been keeping track of the daily county data because, you know, Essex and uh, Clinton counties are really only doing one, maybe two updates per week. Franklin County does put theirs out each day. Um, but if you look at the state data, the positivity rate was still steadily declining. You know, from March 7th to about a week ago, it was below 4%, and now it is starting to tick back up again. I heard there's a big surge on the campus of Cornell University. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's where my sister's studying. So. <laughs> I, I know. She, she's been pretty safe so far. Um, but, yeah, they, they said, the state said earlier this week, the state health commissioner, Dr. Mary Bassett, said, you know, we're seeing these relative upticks throughout the state. They're not expecting a huge surge, but... And I hope that that's true, but I mean, this pandemic has shown we just don't know. Right. So, you know, this new variant is, you know, slight, it's a sub-variant of Omicron. It's seen to be slightly more contagious. Um, there's big spikes happening in places like China, you know, but do- doctors around here 
hope that because of our vaccine immunity and then the immunity from people getting it, maybe it'll pass us by. Who, who knows? It, it remains to be seen. Um, but I did, I did want to know another kind of um, metric that I keep track of is what the CDC says our community levels are. And when I last checked on Monday, they were all still low. And for every community level, they recommend that you get tested if you're symptomatic and stay up to date on your vaccinations. But as of today, Clinton and Essex counties are medium now. And what that means is those at risk of severe illness are advised to consult their doctors about whether they should wear a mask and pursue other precautions. Franklin County is high. So that means that they do recommend you wear masks indoors. Um, obviously the state mask mandate's no longer in play. So it's people's choice. We just ask, you know, be respectful of those choices, you know, when people decide to be more cautious. So um, that's kind of where things are at. And I also looked at hospitalizations um, in the North Country in general. They are still kind of gradually ticking down, but that is a lagging indicator. So as cases decrease or as cases in increase, the hospitalizations tend to be about two weeks behind those trends. Right. So, Has Franklin County ever been less than high? Yeah, earlier this week, actually, they were, well, I think that the CDC is starting to update it more on a daily basis. I think they have been doing it maybe like a couple times a week, um, but they were low as of er the last time I checked earlier this week on Monday. So, yes, yeah. There were some times where the other ones were low and then Franklin was still stubborn. Yes. And like, what's going on over here? Yeah, the positivity rates. Remember about a year ago, maybe, or maybe the summer of 2021, when Franklin County had just about zero? Yes. And then all of a sudden, yep. um, we saw that uptick. You know, it, and all this stuff is interesting, obviously. Um, inevitably, I mean, the, the mask mandate's been off for a few weeks now. Inevitably, the questions will arise. Are the upticks because of the restrictions being removed? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you got to wonder um, if that has anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, I think it's good that we're in a place where we're on top of these statistics. And, you know, um, as I heard in NPR the other day, you know, now we have the tools to respond to upticks more than we did, um, you know, um, we have treatments. We have um, people are, you have your toolkits of what you can do to... At-home COVID tests. Yes. We've got some of those and at home. The, yes. You know, compared to the surge of, you know, winter 2020, you know, is that we're a lot more prepared to, um, you know... To respond to things. We are, but as Kara mentioned, and it's worth repeating, with this virus, we just don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's going to be that way for a while. So hopefully uh, it goes for the better. And now is this, and maybe you don't know this, or maybe, you know, um, it's not in the data, but is this the, you were talking about the variant or the mini variant, the SV2, is that what it is? It's BA2. BA2. Yes. It's a subvariant of Omicron. Um, Earlier this week, when uh, Governor Hochul and the state health commissioner gave an update, the commissioner had said, I want to say BA2 is about 42% of cases. So it is climbing. It's doing what Omicron did where it, when it took over from Delta. So it's taking over from the different strain of Omicron. We don't want you BA2. Go home. <laughs> no, we know. Um, hopefully, like we said, that will... Uh, work itself out for the better. Um, other news we had, Kara, can congressional candidate Matt Costelli made some Yes, news. so I saw, this is how I decided to do this story. Um, so on, God, was it Tuesday? I, I believe, yeah, yeah. Tuesday, um, the news director for WAMC, Ian Pickus, had tweeted, you know, that they had interviewed Matt Costelli. Um, he's the a Democratic congressional candidate. He lives in Saratoga. 
and he had told Alan Shartok that he would not support Nancy Pelosi for another term as House Speaker. And um, then, you know, Stefanik's camp released their take on it, so I kind of put it all together. But essentially, um, Castelli feels that, you know, there's new challenges facing the country that warrant new leadership. There's not anything particularly about her policies or or anything like that. that. Nothing specific about her that he wants, that he opposes, but he just wants to see new leadership. But the Stefanik camp contends that this is an attempt to kind of mislead voters to trick them when you're still going to vote with Pelosi and um, her ilk 99% of the time, I believe is what they said. So politic as usual ensued afterward, but that's it's interesting to see a, a candidate commit to not voting to for uh, House Speaker Pelosi. It is interesting. Yes. Um, usually, especially this kind of, oh, I was going to say early on, but we're really not that early on anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, to, to do that is... Uh, a little bit outside the norm. Mm -hmm. But either way, he's going to get criticized by the Stefanik camp. Because if he says, yes, I will vote for Pelosi, they'll jump all over that. Um, and if he says no, then now they're, you see they're mm -hmm. criticizing that. So um, that is, it. like I said, it is interesting. We'll see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. But right. then in some recent midterm cycles and such, wasn't that a frequent message by kind of progressive upstarts and that kind of thing that, you know, I'm not necessarily a policy person and, you mm -hmm. know, and I might, you know, try and not vote for her. And so it seems like that's appealing to a certain group that maybe thinks there's room for fresh blood in the leadership. Yeah, I would say so. It's also appealing, I think, to a pretty red district, mm -hmm. I think, to hear that. Whether, whether it's effective remains to be seen. Well, that's true. As yes, as you know, um, I think a lot of people around here could say that Pelosi isn't necessarily the most popular politician in the in, in the, the country. country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Um, but but yeah. government is supposed to be transparent, and how can it be transparent if you can't see in the windows? Oh Whoa. my goodness! Whoa, the <laughs> segue. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and windows. There are new windows coming to City Hall. Um, there was funding that was secured under Mayor Callanan's administration, like five, six years ago, um, basically to three hundred thousand dollars. Well, actually, five hundred fifty. Yeah, because there was money from Dasney yeah. and then from I forget what IEP stands for. Um, but basically, the windows arrived yesterday, um, and Mayor Rosenquist tells me that they um, were loaded into City Hall, so they're all set. They were kind of out on the sidewalk for a little while yes. when we saw them initially, but they are in City Hall, and they're set to begin installation next week. Um, completion, the goal for that is uh, by the end of April. Because so. if you, excuse me, but if you drive by City Hall, if you have the last couple of weeks, it's all literally all boarded yep. up. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's closed and for sale. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously it's not. Right. Um, and a lot of people think, oh, big deal, they're changing the windows. Well, it's more than that. I mean, the building is historic. Mm -hmm. It opened in 1917. It's on the historic registry. Um, to, to replace windows, uh, the, which are probably the originals, um, it's a big deal. You've yeah. got to follow a lot of rules uh, of yeah. the historic preservation, and they're not cheap, right. as we know. Um, so it is. it actually is kind of a big project yeah. for the city. So they are new windows, kind of going off of that, but they had to, they're using alternate materials that still look historic because one of the things Chris had said was that um, they tried to refurbish a window, but it would have been so costly and a bunch of the parts needed replacing anyways, so they decided that replacing of the full windows was more, you know, 
appropriate and yeah because I remember when they were discussing that when Calhoun was mayor I was at the meeting there and it was in the summer <laughs> and it was hot and they now have their council meetings in what used to be the city court chambers mm. um, and somebody said open the window and they literally couldn't even get the window open because it was so stuck so bad mm -hmm. um, that's how much they needed to repair I guess when it was court they wanted to make sure the windows stayed shut in case the defendants tried to jump out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and they didn't want to mess with the window to try to open it because it could have broken, somebody could have got hurt. Right. Um, so it's a long time coming, uh, so I'm sure it'll look very nice mm -hmm. once it's done. And it will increase the value of City Hall, should yep. they ever do want to sell it. <laughs> well, Joe, don't start rumors. <laughs> and it's interesting, <laughs> it's interesting to read and look back that I did back when there wasn't even a city hall there yet, and how in the span of just a couple of years they got city hall and they got the McDonough Monument, like hand in hand. And like Early 20th uh, century. Yes, that would have yeah. been cool to go downtown in Westbrook and whoa, what are these things? And those were supposed to be connected originally. I'm pr yeah, the I, monument? I'm pretty yeah, sure. So yeah, if you, um, I, I believe I learned this on one of the um, Greater Ghost Adirondack tours. Ghost Tours. Mm -hmm. um, he talked oh, about cool. how the vision had been for City Hall, the basement, to be able to lead into kind of like a dis I, I don't want to use the phrase like Hall of Heroes, but essentially that like that came out underneath the McDonough Monument, so that way um, the mayor could entertain dignitaries and other visitors to the city and that kind of thing. So that that was the original plan oh. was to connect those two. I, I forget exactly what happened along the way that prevented that from happening. Cool. But, Some yeah. say it's actually down there. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't like a tunnel filled in or something like that? I mean, I always heard that there's tunnels under Sydney Plattsburgh all over the place, but I think yeah. that's just a ghost. Story. McDonough tunnels Hall. Everywhere. McDonough Hall. Yeah, has tunnels that's what I heard. Thing. Um, but I, this is the first I've ever heard of this <laughs> McDonough Monument. Yeah, I forget if it was supposed to be like a display where the hill is, like that McDonough Monument is on top of, like if there was supposed to be a display looking out onto the river or something. But it was supposed to be a space, yeah, for them to entertain. And the um, City Hall was designed by the architect, I believe, who designed... Jefferson? Jefferson Memorial? Yeah. Or yes. Lincoln Memorial? Well, well I, went, I went down to the Jefferson one. a few years ago, and it, it does have that similar, like, round, the rotunda, you know. Uh, wait, no, not rotunda. Yes, yeah, the round, like, the style. Kara's like, so. wow, we original, you saying rotunda. <laughs> <laughs> <Three -story laughs> I think it actually looks kind of cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. I've always, especially the rotunda, because we can kind of, if you go out in the press park, parking lot, you can kind of see them. Um, Mm -hmm. like the top of it. Up, yeah. Isn't the is same design as the Capitol of Montpelier? I actually have never been there, so I'm not sure. Except that one's gold. I they think, have a gold dome. Yeah, mm. I like the gold dome. <laughs> <laughs> never as a quest. Can we paint the dome gold? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, that actually was copper, the dome of City Hall, and it turned green, which it you know, happened mm -hmm. over the years. And it w attracted hordes and hordes of, I don't know if they were pigeons or seagulls or whatever. <laughs> and it was so plastered with pigeon dung or <laughs> seagull dung that they had to re totally redo it. And now that, you'll that's notice, a true story? Yes. <laughs> it's not green anymore. It's, it's like it's it's interesting. brown. Is it color. not green anymore? I don't think it no. is. In my mind, it's, I it's picture like it as green. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Joe, did you know the Statue of Liberty was originally not green either? It, w it was also copper. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Interesting. And a, yeah, similar yes. issues probably. I would expect ensued. a history student like Joe to know that. 
Oh yes, always um, interesting with our structures. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of structures, uh, what do we got going <laughs> at the airport? Well, the airport, as we you know discussed last time, um, kind of while it was still preemptive and in the works, um, instead of taking one of the Cape Air bids to Boston, they are planning. The county, which owns the airport, is planning to submit, or they actually submitted their application for alternative EAS funding, which basically allows them to. Uh, the way that airport director Chris Craig was like describing it is instead of like the deal being between the DOT and the airline, it's more like DOT still, you know, providing the funding still in the background, but it's more like a direct negotiation between the airline and the county. So basically what they're applying for is 12 round trip flights from Plattsburgh to Philadelphia International through Contour Airlines, which has an American Airlines affiliation, which means that you'll be able to book from the American Airlines website, you'll be able to seamlessly book from places like Expedia and stuff of that ilk. Like they were basically trying to mimic what they had going down to DC, right. only now with Philadelphia. And according to a letter um, that Chris had sent with their application last week, uh, it's about $9.6 million for 27 months of service on 30 seater planes, which, you know, originally the Dulles flights are 50 seaters. The Cape Air flights would have been nine seaters, I think, a max of eight passengers. And if you do the math, actually, it's really interesting. So, um, the with the Dulles flights, they had in the neighborhood of like thirty-seven thousand, you know, employments per year, people using the service. And this will actually the thirty seaters kind of seems to be right-sizing it a little bit, like because mm-hmm. it would give them around that same amount. So it'll be interesting to see, first of all, you know, DOT approval and then what the transition looks like. So, Yes, a lot of buzz about the airport. Um, mm-hmm. People were disappointed when they heard that the Dulles flights were going away. Um, I don't think many people were too excited about going back to nine-seaters to Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Philadelphia on 30-seaters seems like a pretty good middle fit mm-hmm. um, if they can swing it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's they don't really have a timeline for when DOT might hand things down, but you know, as I was at an airport committee this week, at committee meeting this week, and one of the things Chris pointed out is that it's not just Plattsburgh; it's thirty other airports who are losing their SkyWest service and yes. trying to seek out alternatives. So perhaps DOT will expedite the process. Perhaps you know it'll be federal government, you know, delay as usual. We'll see. Do they ever talk about the restaurant in the airport? No, they don't. Is it still open? I'm not sure, Joe. I, I will. I I feel Just like when, when I went there last. God, when was the last time I went there? Might have been like last uh, June. It was shortly before the runway reopened. Which, if anyone can ever get out to the runway, it is so cool. It's just yeah. like a cool viewpoint to like look out on the expanse. But I didn't notice a restaurant, and I wasn't. I didn't like smell anything that would, you know, make me feel well, like there's a restaurant they, in there. They, I think they put it in in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, when they did the expansion. Um, and I think it was going okay, and then COVID. So it might have been a victim of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine eating and being able to look out at the runway. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like well, when the airport, before COVID, when, especially in the winter, when the, the airport was very busy um, taking Canadians to Florida and whatnot, um, Canadians would come down here um, and they made great use of the restaurant with Cheddar Bar in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, it was needed for them. But I can imagine um, if uh, they might be struggling now. But maybe next airport committee meeting, 
that will be a topic. Perhaps. That Kara Chapman could raise. I, am I, I don't think I'm allowed to talk during those things. <laughs> um, <laughs> or it, is it, at, it's at their discretion, it, right? Well, yes, it's yeah. a gray area. Yeah. Um, really, um, maybe you shouldn't, but what are they going to do if you do? I have something to say. Where is the restaurant? <laughs> it's more of a decorum or a courtesy thing. Yeah, yeah. That the media will wait till afterwards for their questions. But there have been times when I, myself, and other medias have interrupted. Mm -hmm. uh, not a major thing, but it can happen. Okay. There are no rules. <laughs> That's <Hey>. not true. <laughs> See, folks, all the complicated workings of what we do. Speaking yes. I'm sorry. I think Karen and I have been hogging everything. So, Ben, you wanted to talk Whoa. about movies. I do, yes. Yes, movies. Yes. So, how can I connect airports through movies? Well, <laughs> similar to, yes, similar to how airplanes fly, so does the Batman on yes, occasion. Yes, on occasion. Does he? <laughs> he does in his he little... More, uh, he more glides. Yes, glides, whatever. Yes, well, yes, it's that Kara Chapman and I braved very cold weather one night to go out and see... It was cold. <laughs> about that. Yep. Go out and see the Batman, the latest iteration of our Cape Crusader, and it was an experience. It, it was. It, so the movie is about three hours long. Mm -hmm. I thought, I, I very much enjoyed it. I wish it had been shorter, but I can't point to anything that I would have cut to make it shorter. Like, I feel like every component was necessary. I will say is that I kind of feel, number one, is that one of my favorite things was that Zoe Kravitz did a great job as Catwoman, I thought. I thought she did okay. I feel like it's really, it's just been really hard to cast Catwoman. Like, Kara wants just, more Halle Berry Catwoman. I actually never saw the Halle Berry Catwoman. Did didn't Wasn't that a really, didn't she get an award for, like, the yes. worst movie for that mm -hmm. or something like oh, that? Who, who yeah. was Joe's Catwoman? Um, oh, geez. What was her name? Back in the television series. <laughs> oh. I don't remember her name. Tip of my oh, was that um, Eartha Kitt? Was she the one who Maybe. did it? Yes. And then, yeah, then we had Halle Berry, and then we had... Um, Anne Hathaway. Nolan Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Which Kara wasn't a big fan of. Yes. Like, like I said, I think last time, <laughs> I was a fan of Princess Diaries. I like Anne Hathaway in general. I just didn't think that she fit that universe. Or... Catwoman in general. Catwoman in general. I I just wasn't a fan. I'm. <laughs> I think I might be alone in that. But represent yeah. the Catwoman. I will she say just that too. Like, I mean, I say that with Christian Bale having been a pretty like well-known actor before his time as Batman. But she's like too mainstream. Like, I don't know if mainstream is the right <laughs> word, but I just. Interesting. She just. Well, how much of a role does Catwoman play in this? It's a pretty decent-sized role mm -hmm. in. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, actually, she played a bigger role in that one than she did in this one. I yeah, guess. I would say so. Although, I, I mean, I know that, like, they're romantic, not to give spoilers or whatever, I know that they're romantically involved in some level, you know, Batman and Catwoman, but I just didn't think it was necessary for these two characters to make that a thing. That's what I would have cut in, to make in, it shorter. In, uh, <laughs> right, in this new one? In, the in this new one, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think it was yeah, necessary. I don't think they, yeah, I don't quite know if they earned it in this one. Yeah, no, I don't think so either, because, like, I don't know, it just, like, she, he didn't even, like, reveal his true identity to her, if I remember mm -hmm. correctly. So, like, to me, that's a hard sell for pursuing a romantic connection. But that's just me. I'm not, I mean, I'm not you know, if you want to have a little fling, you know, not know each other's secret identities, then there yeah. you go. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, I, she did do a good job, I thought. 
I like Zoe Kravitz. And the movie did well at the box office? It did, it did. very well. Okay. Yes. Yes. Now, here's my question. Sure. Now, I, I was a, when I was a kid, the Batman was a TV series. With Adam... Uh, West? Yes. And I watched it all the time. I loved it. And throughout the years, there have been how many Batman movies? Um, Many. There was Batman. There was the um, the Tim Burton Batmans. There was the Nolan Batmans. There was this Batman. Yes, there's been dozens. Why is Batman so popular? It's like Spider-Man. Everybody loves it. Yeah, that's true. I do love (laughs) Spider-Man. The bigger question, why aren't there more Superman movies? I feel like Superman's kind of been done. I don't well but think well remember like the Christopher Reeves movies they made like six Superman movies in that era they did yeah which I only got through like two or three which, of yeah, them some of them I heard aren't that great yeah but it's the fact that, well there's just something about like you know there's a brooding mysterious playboy it's like ooh and I will say I will segue to that I think Robert Pat's the big I think he did a better Bruce Wayne than a Batman I feel like his, his Batman was a lot like Christopher Nolan. That's that's always a question when someone plays a superhero is like, are they better as the, you know, alter ego or are they, are they better as the hero themselves? And Peter Parker. It's the yeah, Peter Parker yeah, and that's another thing, Spider-Man. like Peter Parker. Spy- Tobey Maguire was my favorite. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> I never watched Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, so I feel like I can't give a full opinion, but Tobey Maguire, that's what I watched growing up. Yes, so, yes. I mean, although I do love Tom Holland, too. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm undecided. I don't have really have a much of an opinion to add here. But <laughs> I, I thought that coming from I the Twilight Pat- background, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I thought Robert Pattinson did a really good job. Is that I okay. like that he felt like a younger Batman than the Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan um, Christian yeah. Bale ones. And I think well, Ben Watson came with us, and I think yes. he said that he he liked how they portrayed him as a detective, which is what Batman really is, you know, at the end of the day is a detective. I think they call him like the greatest detective or something like that, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. So Batman and Spider-Man will never die. Oh, no, no, no. Well, at least not as long as our generation's alive, I think. Okay. And also, I will say, my last thing about the Batman is the fact that I like that um, David Sweat escaped from Danny (laughs) Warren and went on to Gotham and went on to become the bad guy in the Batman. You look like yeah. him? The, well, it's the same actor that played him in um, Escape to Oh, yeah, Paul, Paul Dano. He is very talented. And he also yeah. played um, Pierre in War and Peace. Oh, I don't oh, think I I've seen that. that yeah. He he was also in, um, uh, my boyfriend and I recently watched There Will Be Blood yes, with Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, my. That movie is intense. If you yes. ever just want to think, watch that movie and also yes. be a little terrified. Um, well, that's it's, but thing. it's very good. Is that good? Not huge spoiler, but you put Paul Dano on a screen, you just tell him to like scream for a couple minutes, and then he'll be like, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But on the flip side, I also watched another movie recently, which was previewed and reviewed in this week's newspaper, is Turning Red, the new Pixar yes. movie. Mm-hmm. And is that, uh, Kara, you did read my review, right? I did read your review. I liked your review, but I have a bone to pick with you yes. about your tweets. <laughs> That's what I Because <laughs> he said he didn't like either Encanto or Moana all that much, both of which had Lin-Manuel Miranda as a composer, I would first say. <laughs> okay. So they were brilliant. And I, I loved both of those movies. I'm not saying, like, I don't know how I feel about Turning Red. I haven't watched it yet. But those movies were really well done. So for 
Ben to cast shade at them. Just felt yes. like a personal slight. Ben, yes. yeah. Like I said in my review, yes. Get out your pitchforks. Yes. <laughs> <You're> not crazy. <laughs> About what, 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 <clears throat> what about them? What's your deal? As I said in my review, it's the fact that they're like this this young woman, I suppose it is in both of them, ends up going off to some magical land with some strange creatures and then finds a thing, like a magic thingy, and then sings a song to the magic thingy and then saves the day. But I would argue that Moana although, is different although, because there's no prince. <laughs> Like, yes. the goal isn't to fall in love at the end. The goal is for her to save her village. And what's interesting about Encanto is how the goal is to kind of overcome family drama, family issues, and kind of welcome somebody back into the fold. I will you know, say, I did, I did, I think I was telling, yeah, someone about that was that, um, that I, maybe it was a different show. Yeah, it was a different show that I was watching. Is that it seems like we're moving away from every kid series needing to have the girl fall in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. And is that necessarily as with the Batman and Catwoman thing? <laughs> is it just because they have the chemistry doesn't mean they need to kiss all the time? Right, right. And is that, yes, that would Frozen be wasn't like that. What's that? Was it? Well, Frozen? You, yeah. you had um, Anna had a love interest, but yeah, Elsa, it was really just about kind of accepting herself and. Um, finding her place okay. and that kind of thing. Um, See, I know a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, and actually I did like, and I was thinking about that for some reason. I'm like, I did like Frozen. Why did I like Frozen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I really like Moana Spunk, and I really, I, I don't know, like uh, the music was yes, really well done and too. Yes, Miranda's music set a spell on you. And yes, <laughs> yes, it was very effective. Yes. Every time. But I will say is that, yes, that Turning Red, again, I gave it five stars. I was a big fan. And again, it's mm-hmm. that, as I said there, is that there's no creatures, there's no magic quest. It's about a girl going to high school and keeping her Tamagotchi alive, and her friends are giving her mixed CDs. And it's like, again, oh. it's, that it's set in 2002, which now made me think, oh, God, now my time is like old times <laughs> 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 for playing yes. on the movies. Oh, my goodness. And, and, you know, and again, and as I said in the movie, in the review, is that it's a definitely, it's like a spiritual successor to the Goofy movie. Is it? Where's this Goofy movie influence? It's I love the Goofy movie. Pretty much everyone that I've talked to says, yeah, yes, I love the Goofy you, movie. Ben was surprised that I even knew it. Yes. I'm surprised that you were surprised, <laughs> you know. Yes. It's like going out there and when they get caught with Bigfoot and have to cook the soup with the cigarette lighter. Yes. Oh, my like, goodness. Then I, there are some cars that don't even have those anymore. But that's what I thought. I'm like, wait, yeah. do they have to explain that scene to kids nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the day, you had this thing that heated up in the car and you could use <laughs> the things. But, yeah, it's that it's, and it's, yeah, and again, that's what Encanto is that it's a family story. And I mm-hmm. appreciate that. It's that, again, you know, the story they the monsters aren't always dragons. Sometimes they're your own family. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. So, yes. And I've talked to um, my cousin who has an, um, well, what, what should be now? Um, 12, 12-year-old, which is the perfect age for that movie. She was saying that's really good for, you know, um, as I say in the movie a bit, is that, you know, it's about puberty and, you know, and everything, all the confusion about that. But it's about when you get to that age where suddenly hanging out with your parents everywhere isn't quite as cool as it used to be mm-hmm. and you want to go out and do your own things go to your own go to the mall with your friends and go to a concert with your friends and but your parents are like no you know you can't do that it's not safe and so for kids around that age where they're trying to start to kind of make their own identities it's a, mm-hmm. a great movie for that so yeah. 
Yes, Ben Rose Movie Reviews, a welcome addition to the Press Republican. And we look Indeed. forward to next week's music, music review. review. Yes, okay. actually, I'm very excited for that. I'll spoil that. I've actually already written it. So. Speaking I was going to say, are you going to give us a little tease? Um, no, but I'll talk about it next week's podcast. That's, that's very exciting for me. What's like we mean? Not even the genre? Um, yes, I will give the genre. Because okay. that's uh, punk music. Ooh. Yes, but you don't get that often. Speaking of music, you mentioned mix CDs. Yes. What are a few songs that would have made it onto a Ben Rowe mix CD oh God, there from are a lot the early hours? <laughs> 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 yes. In 2002, well, if it was in 2002, it would have been like, what, Aaron Carter and Backstreet Boys? Oh, yeah. We, have we talked about this before on the podcast? I think we have. We can mention it again. If how yeah. fact, uh, Kara Chapman and I realized that we went to the same concert back in, what was it, 2001? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was the year I turned... Aaron Carter preceded by... Well, the A-teens opened for them. That's why Ben was there. I was there because I was in love with Aaron Carter at the time. Hey, I liked Aaron Carter, too. Yes, yes. And did you know them? No, but I'm thinking around that time, wasn't Avril Lavigne a thing? Yes. On my mixtape, Skater Boy would have been on there. Actually, I think she was a little after those. Might have been. Might have been. Yeah, she might have been. I'm trying to remember. Mm -hmm. But then just to find out, you know, we were just casually talking, and, oh, yeah, I went to this concert. Oh, my God, but I was at that concert, you too. saw them on the way back I did, on the and ferry. Then, yes, and that is that on the ferry, there was this, well, you know, when you get on the ferry, you have all kinds of different things, and they're trying to squeeze as many vehicles on there as they can. Mm-hmm. And then this one particular time, you're going back from the big concert, and this huge bus just drove out of the um, ferry. It was, like, gigantic, like a double-decker wide thing, and everyone was like, what's that? And then I guess somehow, my mom, guessing what it is or something like that, word got around that, oh my God, that's the 18th bus. Like, they're coming back from the tour. My mom's like, oh my God, then you should go over and talk to them and get an autograph. And me being like 11, I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so my mom's like, fine. And she got out and she went over and she knocked on the bus and one of them came out. She says, hey, yeah, you know, my kid, he likes you. You know, here, can you give him an autograph? And they're like, sure. And I got an autograph from a couple of them. Mama wrote coming in clutch. Yeah. And you wanted to be a journalist? Yes, I know. (laughs) Hey, I was really shy too. You know, we evolved. But, no, that's yeah. but yes, is that, and I still have that. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, for those, actually, yeah. I think 18's put out like an album. Like, Wait, really? I think so recently. Because for those who don't know what 18's are, they basically did ABBA covers. Yes. Or is, is it ABBA or ABBA? I never know. ABBA. I call it. Okay, ABBA. so I I went to I was raised Catholic, so whenever I see ABBA, I think ABBA <laughs> Father, you know, like Jesus. Um, so, yes. but that's how, like, I don't know about you, but that's how I was introduced to songs like Dancing Queen and stuff what, like that. And Mama Me. Yeah, through 18s. Yes. I didn't even know who ABBA was. No. And then, yeah, when I realized later that, wait, my mom's generation heard those songs too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, yes. So, lots good of good movie music around here, so. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Well, I think we've uh, exhausted our topics for the day i will say this before we sign off and before you tell everybody where they can find us is i noticed we talked a lot about the city and the county a little bit things we didn't we don't usually mention uh, a lot of stuff from town of plattsburgh peru beekman town shazy or even essex and franklin county wow joe but (laughs) we are more than willing to so folks out there if you have stories from your town wherever it may be uh, that the press Republican would be interested in reporting on, please let us know. 
at news at pressrepublican.com mm-hmm. or you can send it right to me, jlotemplio at pressrepublican.com or cchapman at pressrepublican.com. You can email any of us. You can message us on Twitter. You can, yep. you yeah. can even come to the building. Um, yeah. That's the first time I think we've ever plugged that on this podcast. That's true. That's but true. no, we want to hear from uh, our readership area because we know there's a lot of stuff uh, going on that's of interest. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a, a the hugest staff in the world, but we'll do what we can and uh, cover the things that are pertinent pertinent to our community and that people want to know about. That does remind me, though, is that I was thinking the other day there was another incident near Wallace Hill Road or. Is that where it is? Um, there was one yesterday. Yes. It's the fact that I was thinking that at least an incident didn't stop you from going to the hospital again, but I was thinking, oh, no. Yeah. Is that getting to our Joe's appointment again? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're safe from that. Yes. Um, but, but no, but yes, is that our ears are open, our eyes are open. Tell us your stories. So, mm-hmm. so where can they find us, Ben? They can find us, well, they can find this podcast at um, iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, on PressPublican.com on SoundCloud, and all those things. Maybe we'll even get it on Spotify someday. Hopefully soon. Thank yes. you, Kara, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, as always, Ben. Oh, yes. And Joe LaTemplio, Editor-in-Chief, saying thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, we wish everybody a little weak side health. Yes.